0: Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen to this message, it helps you grow closer to God and inspires you to live like Jesus. Thanks for listening. Here's the message. I want to read to you. It's not going to be on the screen. Psalm 39.6 says this. It says, um, We live our lives like those living in shadows, And all of our activities and energies are spent for things that pass away. We gather, we hoard, we cling to our things, only to leave them behind for who knows who. This morning, I'm going to go back into the archives to preach a message. And before anybody's like, all right, Pastor Chad didn't really want to study this week. He just wanted to do something easy. Um, That is the opposite thing uh, of truth um, I just feel stirred in my heart to preach a message to you all um, that uh, I, I spoke several years ago. Um, actually, I woke up Thursday morning um, early, and the very first thing I heard in my heart was the title of this message. And I just knew that the Lord was speaking to me that this was something I was supposed to do. And it, some of this could be because of just some of the things that I've noticed in my own life over the last few months. And uh, so maybe that's why the Lord really put it in my heart. And I'll explain this to you in just a little bit. But if you have a Bible, open up to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, you can also look at that on version. It'll also be on the screens. I want to encourage you to take notes today. But before we read this, this scripture, these scriptures today, How many of you would agree with me? I think we would all probably agree that the world we live in pushes us to our limits, right? This world pushes us. Buy more, do more, accomplish more, conquer more, run faster, right? Put more on your schedule. I think we would all have to agree with this statement. And I just really believe that this push to do more, to conquer more, to buy more, to run faster, to add more meetings onto our schedule. I believe it's causing many of us, listen to me today, to live at unbiblical and unsustainable paces. I believe we're being pushed to the limit. And as I said, what I want to do is I want to go back to a series I did in 2013 as a church. I'm only going to preach one message from that series but the title of that series was Margin. And I really believe that the Lord really just started stirring my heart um, for several weeks. It actually started during Freedom, um, when we were walking through Freedom, and uh, Dave Cameron was leading a group, and one of the men in his group actually brought up this message in one of the discussions. He said, Pastor Chad, would you, do you remember when you spoke the message Margin. And he said, that really started to shape my life. This was six or seven weeks ago. And it was just this stirring in my heart. And some of you were here when we did that series, and and you remember some of it, and then some of you have no clue about the series called Margin. And what I want to do is I want to give you a working definition for this word margin. Webster's Dictionary defines margin this way. The part of a page or sheet Outside the main body of printed or written matter. And you're thinking, why are you preaching a message about paper? All right. Well, let me try to describe this. My definition for margin would be this. Margin is the amount available beyond what is necessary. The amount available beyond what is necessary. It's the same concept As the margin on a page. When we are kids, I see Tabitha here on the front row. We teach our children we don't write from edge to edge of the page. We leave a margin, we leave space on the page. And it's the same thing. We want to learn that in life we don't live from edge to edge. We need to have some margin, we need to have some breathing room. We could also describe margin this way it's the difference between what you have and what you need. It's the difference between what you have and what you need. For example, if it takes you 30 minutes to get somewhere, you know, and you have 40 minutes left, guess what, you have 10 minutes of margin, right? Another way we could describe it is if you have $100, but you have $80 worth of bills, you have $20 worth of margin. Margin, it's the amount left over, it's the difference between what we have And what we need. Margin. Another way we could describe it is margin is the distance between you and temptation. Margin. Margin, what it is, it's you putting boundaries in place and guardrails in your life so that you don't, we don't want to bump up against the guardrails. We don't want to bump up against our boundaries. We create a boundary, but we keep distance from it. Why? So we don't live morally on the edge. We want to have some distance between us and temptation. Margin could be this crazy novel idea of you not scheduling something every night of the week. Margin could be where you as a family set aside one to even two nights a week where you as a family have time together. Margin. Margin could be time for you to simply slow down, reflect, meditate, dream, spend time with family, spend time with God. Margin, it's something that a lot of us don't have, but it's something that all of us need. And I am convinced that we are healthiest when we have margin in our lives. I am convinced that we have some, when we have some room to breathe in our lives. So you have a little bit of a working definition of this word margin. Now let me read to you a story from Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. This is a story... About Mary and Martha, let's look at it. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had to say. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I love how the message translation puts verse 40. It says this, But Martha was pulled away by all she had to do. Distract, distracted, stressed, pulled in a thousand different directions. When I read that in the message this week, I thought of a lot of you. Pulled in a thousand different directions. Martha sounds like a lot of people I know. Those of you that have kids in high school, And graduates this year, how many graduation parties did we have this year? You know, I mean, going from one place to the next, sporting events, end-of-year projects, family issues. The economy is crazy. We are going in a thousand different directions. We have no room to breathe in our lives. We have no room for margin. And for what it really does is it begins to stress us out. And it begins to pull us away from what really matters. And it leaves us with no margin. It leaves us with no breathing room. And this story in Luke chapter 10 is interesting to me because it shows us two people that have the exact same opportunity. We have Martha who we've looked at just briefly and we'll look at her in just a moment. But we also have Mary, her sister, in the same story. They have the exact same opportunity. And even as I was thinking about this story this week, you know, Mary, she probably had a list of chores as well. She probably had things that she needed to prepare for. She probably had laundry, errands to run, emails to respond to, texts to respond to. She had life happening just as much as Martha did. Two women, the exact same opportunity. But Mary, what she did is she decided she was not going to allow herself to be pulled away in this moment. She was going to embrace the fact that she had Jesus right in front of her. And she wasn't going to allow her chores or her errands or anything else to pull her away. She was going to be present in the moment. But Martha, on the other hand, was like many of us. Interesting to me when you look at this story though is Martha is not distracted and pulled away by something that's evil or bad. She's not distracted by something that's sinful. In fact, if you actually look at the story, you would probably say that Martha was stressing because of something that could be considered good. I mean, Jesus is in her house. I'm telling you, if, if I got a text message tomorrow from Jesus that said, tomorrow I'm coming to your house, I can guarantee you that woman right there on the front row is going to be pulling out the best dishes. We're not eating on the plastic dishes when Jesus comes, right? It's not, we're not doing that. And we're, and we're like shining all the silverware. I mean, we're getting it all ready, and, we, you know, and we're lighting every candle and turning on every scentsy in the house. And for those of you who think that that is toxic, you can diffuse your oils, all right? <laughs> Whatever it takes to make the house smell good for Jesus. Jesus is coming over. I mean, listen, we'd be doing the exact same thing. I don't think Martha, I don't think that she's wrong for wanting to create a warm and welcoming atmosphere, I don't think that's the problem here. I think the issue is Martha is being pulled in too many directions to enjoy the moment. To put it in good Missouri terms, I think Martha probably had too many irons in the fire. Martha was probably burning the candle at both ends, and it leaves her stressed, it leaves her distracted, it leaves her pulled away. What she's unable to do is to enjoy life, she's unable to enjoy the moment. And I want to tell you guys this this morning, when I talk about being too busy, I think some of us put it in terms of work. Listen to me. All busyness is not work-related. Some of you think, well, I'm not busy at work. I'm okay. But no, but you're still busy. And we're distracted. And we're pulled in a thousand different directions. Some of our busyness we put on ourselves. And listen, I'm convinced And a lot of this is because I've lived it in my own life. If Satan, your spiritual enemy, listen to me, if he can't make you really, really bad, he's gonna try to make you really, really busy. So he can distract you and so he can pull you away from the moments and from the things that really matter. And I want you to hear me. You can sustain busy for a while. You can sustain it for a while. My problem, here's my problem. Here's what I do. Here's what I've discovered I get when I'm when I feel like in the right place, I run too fast. I run too hard, probably like a lot of you, and I can run that way. Seemingly, what I've realized is I can run real hard and real busy for about five months. I can I can burn the candle at both ends mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I can just it's like I can sustain this pace, but hit about month five, I find myself start going oh my goodness. Listen, you can sustain busy for a while, but you can't live there. You are not designed to live continually busy. You are not designed to live without margin. You are not designed to live without breathing room in your life. But the truth is some of us in this room, we've become masters at being busy. And it's pulling us away from the things that really matter. For example, some of us, we never leave work behind. We punch out, whatever it is you do at your work, but when you go home, there's an endless array of things that continue to come at you emails text messages and it never leaves and we're and we get distracted and what happens is when we get home when we are with the ones we need to be with in the moments we want to enjoy what happens is we get frustrated and angry and stressed out at our family because they're pulling us away from an important work email well shouldn't you have dealt with that work email at home at work not at home and busyness, it distracts us, but I don't want you to hear me. But sometimes it's not just that we have work stuff. When you continually find yourself getting busy in your mind and all that, your mind just starts to stay busy. And you can never find this moment where you can just tone down and rest and unwind. And then you find yourself distracted, frustrated, and angry because you're scrolling through Facebook and your kid wants to come and play or your spouse wants to talk and you're busy mindlessly scrolling through Facebook. We're distracted. We come unglued. Listen to me. You cannot constantly live busy and without margin. Because when we do, we find ourselves very easily upset, stressed, tense, fuse burning a little short. And one thing I've discovered is when we do this, we... We live a frazzled life, but we cause our family to live frazzled. And I want to tell you something today. If you don't get anything else, write this down. Your spouse, your kids, and God is not the distraction. Let me say it again. Your spouse is not the distraction. Your kids are not the distraction. Your God is not the distraction. Yet so many of us, because we are busy, we find ourselves oftentimes like Martha. Let's, let's look at verse 40. Martha comes running to Jesus, and here's what she says. Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to help me. And what's funny to me is I think Martha was convinced she's right. I think Martha is convinced that what she's doing is right. I think that Martha is convinced that what she's doing is more important than what Mary was doing. And you see, that's what happens when we find ourselves getting busy. Listen to me. I want you to hear me. When we find ourselves getting busy, we get, pe- we get angry at people that have margin in their lives. And we judge them because they're not busy enough. We get frustrated. And Martha's like, hey, Jesus, what I'm doing is more important than Mary. Tell her to take my side. That's where some of us are today. We're convinced So what we're doing is necessary and it's important because the world teaches us that busyness equals success. Right? And we're convinced more than ever before that doing more, running more, putting more on the schedule is completely necessary if we're going to be successful in this world. I mean, right? Everybody's doing it. This is the way you get ahead. This is how you win the rat race of life. But we forget what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. We said, broad is the road and wide is the path that leads to destruction. And many people are on it. What am I saying there? Everybody's doing it. But narrow, small is the gate. Narrow is the road that leads to life. And very few people find it. Listen to me. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean we need to do it. When everybody's doing it, it's generally going to lead to destruction. But when you find few people finding margin, that's really worrying. So that's why we want to remember the words that Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. What's he saying? We don't need to be like everybody else. But listen when he continues. But be transformed in the renewing of your mind. And listen when he says, then... You will be able to know the will of God. Listen, here's what I want you to see. When you stop acting like everybody else, and when you slow down and create some margin in your life, and when you begin to have some breathing room in your life, and you stop acting like everybody else, that's when we can begin to find out what God's will is for our lives. But hear me why does Satan want to keep you busy and distracted? Because when you're busy and when you're distracted, you can't hear God. You push God off your plate, you push God off your schedule, and then you don't know the will of God. And And then we find ourselves wandering around and God designed you and created you for purpose and he has a plan for your life. And if he can keep you busy and not fulfilling your purpose and not doing his plan for your life, you're not going to make the impact in the kingdom of God that God designed you for. We getting this today? And my hope and my prayer today is that today's message is a wake up call. For all of us, myself included, my prayer today is that for those of us who are living frazzled, my prayer for the, is for those of us who are living distracted, my prayer is for those who have no margin in your life, my prayer today is that this message challenges us and causes us to re-examine or maybe to examine our life for the first time ever and find out what's really important. And I know today some of you are gonna catch this message and some of you are gonna simplify and some of you are gonna slow down and some of you are gonna put some boundaries and some of you are gonna put some guardrails in place and some of you are gonna find peace again and some of you are gonna discover what really matters again and some of you are gonna begin to love life again and you're gonna be able to breathe and people are gonna begin to see the joy in your life because you've got some margin on the page, but honestly, some of you, you're gonna think this doesn't apply to you You're going to tune it out. You're not going to pay attention. This doesn't apply to me. Or, Pastor Chad, I wish I wasn't so busy. But it is what it is, and this is what it takes to get ahead, Pastor. And you're going to continue to live stressed and frazzled and pulled away. Maybe until it's too late. And maybe, maybe just maybe, you'll recognize when the kids start moving out of the house. That you spent too many years being too busy. And today I'm challenging you. Create some margin in your life. Create some breathing room. Not just in your work schedule. Some of you, what's making you so busy is your family schedule. I remember when Tasha and I, I mean, this year ball, ball schedule is a little lighter because we have one less kid playing. And the rain has not made us... But come June and July, we're going to be overwhelmed. But Tosh and I, one of the reasons we find ourselves oftentimes frazzled and stressed is when our kids' baseball schedule is going on. you got three boys playing. I mean, last year, we were playing 13, 14 nights a week. Uh, Games a week. Nights. It felt like nights. It felt like nights. We, we, We never, it's like crazy. No, 13 to 14 games a week. I remember, we'd look at our schedule and we'd like, we have one day off between, like, we had like one day off between Memorial Day and July 4th. So it's not always just work. Sometimes it's what we put on ourselves, it's what we allow. So let's look back at Mary and Martha. Jesus, tell her to help me. This is, I'm, I'm the one that's right here, Jesus. This is the way it should be. Look at what Jesus tells her in, in verse 41 and 42. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. I want you to hear this. Mary has chosen. Everybody say that word, say chosen. Chosen. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Here's what you have to understand, and let's get intimate for just a moment. Let's really think about this. The choice is yours. Do you want to live stressed and frazzled? Do you want to live with too many irons in the fire? You know, really where I've been thinking about this is, do you want to raise kids that only know how to be busy? I I want you to think about that. Do you only want to raise kids that know how to run 24 hours a day, 13 days a week? Do you want your family distracted, stressed, frazzled, and pulled in a thousand different directions? Or do you want what is better? What do you want? And I know the temptation is going to be to fight back and say, but Pastor Chad, you just don't understand. Pastor Chad, you don't know what the real world's like. You only work one day a week. Okay. (laughs) I've heard that one. (laughs) Or Pastor Chad, you don't know what it's like. You don't have financial pressure. Okay. But here's the deal. No matter what I do or no matter what I understand, the choice is still yours. No matter how much or how little money I make or how many days a week I work, how busy you are, is still your choice. But Pastor Chad, you don't understand my boss. No, the choice is still yours. But Pastor Chad, you don't understand my kid's busy. No, the choice is still yours. And you see, Mary, she made the right choice. And Mary created some margin and she enjoyed a moment with Jesus. Martha continued at the insane pace that many of us run at and she missed a moment with Jesus. So let me ask you real quickly as I begin to wind down. Let me ask you what happens when we don't slow down? What happens when we don't have any margin? Some of you could probably tell me because you're probably living through it. Some of you don't know how to breathe right now. Some of you, you're just stressed. You're tense. Your blood pressure is always high. Two things happen. Two things happen when your margin decreases and you have too many irons in the fire. And you don't slow down. When your margin decreases, number one, your stress increases. When you're running late and your margin decreases, what happens? Stress increases. You get frazzled. You get angry. Your blood pressure starts to boil. Some of you, on your way to church today, you didn't leave enough margin in your schedule. Right? You know who you are. You know who I'm talking to. And you know it takes you 12 minutes to get to church. And you left with eight minutes to spare. And you're driving to church and you got angry. And you know it. Some of you said some things that weren't godly on your way to church. And here you sit today in church trying to worship and you're still angry at your spouse or your kid that made you late. Margin. When we have no margin, our stress increases. Tasha said this to me many times in our marriage, specifically concerning herself. She said, Chad, I'm doing too many things. I'm being pulled in too many directions, and I'm not giving anything my best, and as a result, now I'm stressed. When margin decreases, stress increases. And the truth is, when margin decreases and stress increases, I want you to hear me, the truth is this creates more mental health disorders, anxiety, depression, substance abuse. Number two, as your margin decreases this is a big one for me your relational intimacy decreases. When your margin decreases, your ability to be intimate with those closest to you also decreases. You see it all the time. This is, this is where I struggle. You're, I'm home, but I'm not in the room. I'm on the couch, but I'm not present. And why do I really preach this message? Here's here's the biggest reason. I know that vacation season is coming up. And a lot of you are getting ready to go on vacation. Some of our church is already on vacations. And here's what I found out about my life. I would find myself so busy, so stressed and frazzled that we'd go on vacation. And the first three days, I couldn't even unwind because I was still thinking about church. I was still thinking about business. And then day four or five, I'd start to relax. And day four or five would be the only days I was really present with my family where I could engage and I wasn't stressed about everything. But then day six, my brain starts thinking, oh, I gotta go home again and I gotta get back to work again. And so I'd be, I would spend seven, eight, nine, however many days I'd be on vacation with my family and I was present for like two of them because of busyness in my mind. I wanna encourage you this season, slow down. Allow yourself to enjoy your family. Because listen to me, as your margin decreases, your relational intimacy also decreases. Not just with people, but also with God. And this is what I want to challenge you with today. As your pastor, I want your relational intimacy to increase, not decrease. In this year where we are focusing on being kingdom-minded people, I think something that's, king, that's very important in the kingdom of God is to be closer to our spouse closer to our kids, closer to God, closer to our church family, closer to our friends. I want you to create some margin in your life starting this summer so you can invest it in your family, so you can invest in this church, so you can invest in your relationship with God. So today I challenge you, fight the lie that says you have to do more to get ahead. Fight the lie that says you have to accomplish more. Fight the lie that says you have to conquer more. Fight the lie that says you have to put more on your schedule. Fight the lie that says you have to run faster. Fight the lie that says if you don't put your kid on this team, they're not going to make it in college. Because here's the deal. Most of them aren't going to make it in college. Fight the lie (laughs) that says add another meeting. It's insane. It's insane. I want you to hear me. It's putting a major toll on us, and it's putting a major toll on our families emotionally and physically. And this is not what God intended. This is not how God intended us to live. So how do we do what God wants us to do? How do we stop from being pulled away like Martha was? How do we stop? How do we create some margin like Mary did? I have an answer for you. It's in the form of an acrostic. I want you to write this down. If you haven't written anything else down, I want to give you this, and we're going to close. I want you to write the word plan on your paper. P-L-A-N. Write the word plan on your paper. How do we create some margin in our life? Number one, we have to pray. The first thing, if you're going to create some margin in your schedule, is you need to sit down and pray. That's what Mary did, right? She sat at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus even said, I want you to hear me, Jesus even said that what Mary was doing was more important than all the busyness that Martha was doing. I want you to hear me. Busyness is not next to godliness. It's the exact opposite. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, what Jesus say, come to me all you are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. So what I want to challenge you with: before you plan your week, before you plan your day—I don't know how you plan. I don't know. I don't know if some of you are just like you just throw stuff at the wall and hope something lands. I don't know if you pull out a calendar. I don't know how you plan. But what I want to tell you is, if you plan daily or weekly or monthly or over the year, before you put together your plan, sit at the feet of Jesus like Mary did. Hey, what would you have me do? What would you have me put on my schedule? Spend some time with Jesus because I want to tell you, if you'll spend some time with Jesus, he'll help you eliminate the stress. So number one, we pray. Number two, this is a big one, we need to list our priorities. List our priorities. We have, all of us have some non-negotiables that we simply cannot remove from our schedule, right? Some things we cannot forget. You know what those non-negotiables are. But every single one of us have some things that we do daily, that we do weekly, that we do monthly. And we find ourselves busy, frazzled, stressed, and overwhelmed. Listen to me. If you would just stop scrolling on Facebook for two hours a day, you would find two hours. You'd have time. It's not that we don't have time to spend with our family. It's not that we don't have time to spend with God. It's our priorities are out of balance. We need to list our priorities. There are things that are absolutely not necessary and they are robbing us. And if you're going to find time with God, you need to create some priorities. Create priorities. Listen, my goal today is to help you create margin and order and peace and eliminate the chaos. And I want you to hear me write this down. Sometimes you have to say no so you can say yes to what really matters. Sometimes you have to say no so you can say yes to what really matters. And this plan that I'm asking you to work on, this plan, you need to determine what is most important. For me, if I was listing my priorities, and I think this should be every one of your priorities, this would start with number one, God. You see, what I found out, what I do, is when I find myself too busy, the things that should be most important are the things that get pushed off my plate first. God, family, friends. So if I'm listing my priorities, if I'm writing my plan, my number one priority should be God. Then number two should be that woman on that front row. should be Tasha. Then it should be my kids. And then it's my church. And then it's my family and my friends. But that's how it should be. You need to figure out your plan, your priorities. Sometimes we have to say no so we can say yes. Number three, we need to allow for rest remember what Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. What is rest? It's Sabbath. It's Sabbath. Sabbath is important to God. Rest is important to God. What did God do? He rested. He rested. You cannot constantly pour out without being filled up. So number one, we need to pray. Number two, list our priorities. Number three, allow for rest. And number four, And this is it, and I close. Never, never, never fill your entire schedule. I know some of you think it looks better when every day is full and every time slot is full. Guess what? It's okay to have some space where you're not doing something. It's okay. I have a pastor friend. He told me, he said, Pastor Chad, he said, what I actually do is, he said, I actually schedule family time. It's non-negotiable. I plan it. I put it on there. Nothing's gonna, I can't say no, I can't say yes to anything else because I've already said yes to family. He's like, I put time on there for God. Mark it out. List your priorities. Never fill your entire schedule. Again, you don't have to say yes to every single opportunity. Just because a door opens doesn't mean it's the right door, right? I want to encourage you. Allow some buffer room between events so you have time to be spontaneous, so you have time to breathe. Create some space so you can breathe, so you can rest, so you can enjoy life. How do we stop being pulled in a thousand different directions? How do we create some margin? We plan. We prepare. We become intentional about it. So this week I challenge you. You have a homework assignment from your pastor this week. Create a plan. Pray. List your priorities. Learn how to rest. And stop saying yes to everything. All right, let's pray. Jesus, I come to you and I ask you in these next few moments as we just kind of reflect on this, Lord, would you you just speak to our hearts? We thank you for this, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I pray that today would be a strong reminder for all of us, but some of us who are too busy, I pray today would be a reminder that, hey, you're asking us to slow down. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Destiny Church, how to get connected, or give online, visit destinychurch.me. Have a great week.